Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Dr. Russell Kennedy is a neuroscientist MD and the author of the brilliant book Anxiety Rx, A New Way to Heal Anxiety. Now, over the last few months, I've gotten to know Russell really well, hosting regular sessions on anxiety in our very own Brain Care Club on the social media audio-only app Clubhouse every Sunday night UK time, and have had the opportunity to see the amazing way that he connects with people on a regular basis to help heal them. But let's start with an intro in his own fine Canadian voice. So Russell, can you just introduce yourself? You've got one minute because I've learned that you do like to waffle, so it's better that I frame it and tell you how long you got you got one minute to intro yourself. Go. So my name is Dr. Russell Kennedy. I am a medical doctor, a neuroscientist, and got a background in developmental psychology. I study anxiety because I had anxiety for decades, and I went through all sorts of different therapies that never seemed to work. And then I wound up doing LSD and ayahuasca and psilocybin and living in a temple in India. And then I wrote a book called Anxiety Rx to document my healing and the healing of my patients. And my passion in life is people don't have to suffer from anxiety like I did. So my dad was schizophrenic. It caused me to grow up in this chaotic environment. So I kind of reproduced that chaos in my adulthood. And it created a lot of anxiety in my mind and in my body. And I just learned that the traditional methods of healing didn't help me. And they don't help a lot of people that I talk to. So I've developed a new way of healing anxiety. Beautiful. Thanks, Russell. So before we can really think about or talk even about a new way to heal anxiety, it probably helps to understand what it is. So in this episode specifically, I kind of want us to unpack what anxiety is in your experience, where it comes from, etc. But first, actually, you know, let's unpack a little bit what you express, you know, how you've actually experienced anxiety in your own life. Yeah, well, I went through pre-med and trying to become a doctor was one of the hardest things that ever I've had to deal with. And I had to really find a new way. I had a lot of self-doubt. If you would have seen my high school grades, you would have thought, oh my God, there's no way that this guy's ever going to become a doctor. So I had to totally reframe myself around 22 and just decide that I was going to do things differently. I was going to become focused. I wasn't very focused before. I dealt with this daily feeling of like this charged up energy in my body that I didn't know what to do with, that my mind automatically just went to the worst. You'll never get into medical school. You know, you'll never amount to anything. Nothing will ever work out for you. There's always, you know, some crazy health thing on the other side of the fence. And I just decided I I just couldn't live that way anymore. So I went through different therapies and none of them really seemed to help me. It took me pretty much 25, 30 years before I found the way out. But I went through talk therapy. I saw a psychiatrist. I took medications, antidepressants. Man, we could probably talk for hours just on, on medication. And things help a little bit, but I really wasn't getting at the underlying cause. And I think that's the, the problem with traditional therapies is they help you cope with it, but they don't actually deal with the underlying cause. Okay, so... What is anxiety? So what really is it? What's going on? Well, the way I describe anxiety is it's just anxious thoughts of the mind. That's it. 
It's just anxious thoughts of the mind. It's not painful. What's painful is this alarm that's in our body. And I think when we're trying to treat just the anxious thoughts, it helps. Like CBT helps. Talk therapy helps. It really helps us reframe exactly what anxiety is because it's just these thoughts of the mind. We ruminate on things. We either have health anxiety or you know OCD or sometimes it shows up as eating disorders. But anxiety is this energy that's in our body that I really like to call alarm. So I differentiate the two between anxiety, which is just anxious thoughts of the mind, and alarm, which is this painful energy that's in our body. And I try and help people show that there's a difference between the two of them. But classically, people believe anxiety is in their mind, and I believe anxiety is more in their body. Okay, so what are our current thoughts on how to heal anxiety? And I mean that as a society. So obviously, you know, you do things your own way, and we're going to come on to that. But what kind of things are you familiar with that people try in the past? What is the common discourse here? Well, CBT is probably what medicine calls the gold standard of treating anxiety. And basically, that operates on the premise that anxiety itself, the whole issue of anxiety, is just the thought process. So if we change your thoughts, we change your anxiety. It's kind of like positive psychology. If you think positive, you won't have anxiety anymore. So a lot of our our modalities are devoted towards talk therapy, getting it out. There is this thinking that if you get it out, if you understand what happened to you, that all of a sudden the puzzle pieces are just going to like back into place. And I don't find that's true. I find that counseling certainly helps. Having what Dr. Dan Siegel calls a coherent narrative of your life is important, but I think that we place far more energy on the words, the thoughts, trying to fix the words and the thoughts as opposed to really fix the true underlying cause, which is this alarm in the body. So the traditional therapies are, you know, CBT, talk therapy, that kind of thing. There are some other things, you know, like tapping and EMDR and that kind of thing that go a little more somatically, but in general, Our society really focuses a lot on this sort of talk therapy. You sit with a counselor for an hour, once a week, and they kind of go, well, this is an old pattern. Can you do something about it? And, you know, I went through that for 25 years. And yeah, it helps for the first hour or so when you leave the therapist's office and you get back in your car and you've had a nice chat. But long term, it really doesn't, I didn't really found it helped that much. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people can probably relate to what you're saying, right? As in, it might help. It might help with a lot of people. And of course, like, you know, we'll both hope that that is the case. But when it doesn't, it can feel quite difficult. And you can sometimes feel in um, a fair amount of despair. Just even in my own experience, when I was suffering massively with chronic anxiety and my my symptoms were you know, I would have a panic attack in the middle of like an investor meeting or a board meeting. It's really embarrassing stuff coming to like hot and cold sweats, not be able to explain why, no rational reason why that was happening. You know, never really got diagnosed. I tried to have it diagnosed, but it was so linked to my insomnia. Obviously very sensible to say that if you got insomnia, you would have anxiety anyway, because it's very intertwined experiences. But you know, mine came from nutritional deficiencies, which were then you know, I went to the doctor and he never ever suggested that I go and see a dietitian. It was a friend that said I should see a dietitian. It was a dietitian who diagnosed me in a minute as a nutritional professional who made a very good point, which is that your brain is an organ 
And, you know, when it comes to mental health, most people try and diagnose everything on a psychological level, but there's like a totally biological thing going on. So maybe give nutrition a try, maybe try these supplements, maybe do this thing. And it was so obvious to her and so unobvious to even the doctor that I went to that this would even factor in. You know, they never suggested it as an option. So I share that experience as well, because it's just an example of how there are a variety of things that could be causing your anxiety and a variety of things that we should try and it's not all therapy because that certainly didn't do anything for me sadly Um, and I do therapy now on a weekly basis and I think it's very good but you know it's not necessarily just for my anxiety it's I generally do it for my mental health. There's nothing wrong with therapy I think it really helps you understand what's going on and we do have to we are very cognitive beings it's very important to have that cognitive piece but like you said, if our body isn't grounded, I mean, if, if there's an issue with your thyroid or your sugar or, or your blood sugar or something like that, we have to fix that because that is your foundation. Your body is your foundation. The mind is basically just sits on top of the body. And if the body's going nuts, the mind is just going to reflect that. And I think it's really important. And I think we've been you know, seduced in a way in medicine to reduce everything. I mean, that's, you know, back in 1700, we, as medical doctors, we started reducing everything down. So we thought, well, anxiety, these people clearly have racing thoughts and issues like that. So it must be an issue that starts in the mind. And it's not necessarily an issue that starts in the mind. It actually starts in your body and your mind just reflects that. So they're, they're doing work in the States now called Stelly Ganglion Block, where they basically put an injection into this part of the uh, sympathetic nervous system that relays information up to the, from the body to the brain. And it blocks that body information, and people feel normal, like they're doing with combat veterans. And they do the, the injection, and then people say, I've never felt this good before. Or they'll go home, and their wife will say, well, he's playing with the dog, he's not drinking, he's interacting with us, he's making jokes. You know, so all it shows that this the impact that your body has on your mind. And of course, you can't separate the body from the mind. I know I do that in the book as a construct, but it really helps understand where it's coming from. So you have to understand, you have to have a coherent narrative of what happened to you, but you also have to have this foundation in your body. If your body's all riled up, if your body still thinks it's in the combat zone, which is for many of us with, uh, with childhood trauma, we still feel like it's in there. Your mind is basically just going to be a passive, you know, reflector of that. So it's learning how to deal with the, the anxiety at its ultimate source and getting, you know, the coherent part of it, the, the narrative part of it as well. So it's a combination of both. I guess in our society, we tend to treat things at a very talkative level. We worship the mind and we think the mind can fix everything, but you can't beat thoughts on their own turf and you can't heal a feeling problem with a thinking solution. So, you know, you have to take the whole body into account. And that's such a great point. And such a great point is that we have to really take care of our body to make sure that we take care of our brain. Beautiful. Russ, I feel like that's the perfect place to end this episode before we get into the next one. So I'm looking forward to you joining in the next episode so we can talk about some of these new strategies you developed and ways to heal anxiety. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. 
If you want to know more about how well you're feeding your brain, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain food to get your free score from one to 100 and start taking action from there. See you next week. Thank you.